Let me ask you something. When you listen to my five a day episodes, do you make a note of all the new words and phrases? It would be useful for you to have the vocabulary written down with the meaning and the example sentence. I know you are quite busy, so I have done it for you. I'm giving you access to my five-a-day database. This is a Google spreadsheet with all the vocabulary covered from the very beginning of the five-a-day series. And it's constantly updated. Just use the link in the show notes to provide your email, sign up to my newsletter, and I'll send the database to you. Enjoy. Hello. Welcome to the English Like a Native podcast. My name is Anna and you are listening to the series called Your English Five a Day. We are on week eight, day two. In this series, we explore five pieces of vocabulary every day of the working week. That's Monday through to Friday. And this particular week will end with a big episode called English for Supervillains, or something along those lines, <laughs> where we bring together all the vocabulary we've learned in week seven and eight in one episode. So, without further ado, let's dive into today's list. Number one on the list is a noun, and it is perpetrator. How do we spell it? P-E-R-P-E-T. R-A-T-O-R. Perpetrator. Perpetrator. A perpetrator is someone who's committed a crime or a violent or harmful act. So a perpetrator is someone who's done something naughty, bad. They've hurt someone or they've committed a crime. Here's an example sentence. The perpetrator was caught 25 miles away from the crime scene. He had jumped onto the back of a train after fleeing the scene. <gasps> what do you think he did, this naughty perpetrator? When I was younger, I had some aspirations to be a detective so that I could try and catch criminals who'd done terrible things. I actually wanted to be some sort of forensic scientist, so the kind of detective that would go to a, a crime scene and look at the forensic evidence and try to find the actual person who did it based on forensic evidence. Because sometimes people are treated as perpetrators when they, in fact, had nothing to do with the crime. I think hard, cold facts and actual evidence is better than assumption. Okay, next on our list is a noun again, and it is the word tyrant. Tyrant. This is spelled T-Y-R-A-N-T. Tyrant. A tyrant is a ruler or person with authority who has unlimited power over other people, and they use that power unfairly and cruelly. So if you are a cruel leader, I mean, you could have a tyrant in a relationship. If somebody is the main breadwinner, which means they earn all the money, and the other person is 
looking after the house and the children, then the person earning all the money will probably have all the power or majority of the power. The other person may feel a little bit trapped. And so if the person earning all the money is quite cruel and unfair in how they treat their partner, then you could call them a tyrant. Here's an example sentence. Most of my colleagues see our director as a tyrant, but he's not that bad once you get to know him. Okay, so the next word on the list is a verb and it is utter, utter, to utter something. And we spell this U-T-T-E-R, utter. This means to say something or to make a sound with your voice. You utter something. Here's an example sentence. Jose sat through that meeting and didn't utter a word. Do you think he understood what was going on? Okay, next on the list is an adjective and it is ruthless. Ruthless, to be ruthless. This is spelled R-U-T-H-L-E-S-S. Ruthless, ruthless ruthless. That's quite a mouthful, actually. To be ruthless is not thinking or worrying about the pain caused to others. It's, it's like being cruel to be ruthless. You don't care what other people are feeling, the pain that is being felt by others. Here's an example sentence. <sighs> You're a ruthless coach. We've been training for hours in this horrible weather. Please, can we take a break? All right, moving on to our final phrase. This is a phrasal verb and it is finish off, to finish off. How do we spell that? F-I-N-I-S-H, finish off, O-double-F. To Finish off a person or a living creature is to kill them, especially if they have already been injured. So you're kind of finishing the job. I'm going to finish you off. Sometimes we talk about an illness finishing someone off. So you could say my grandfather was suffering with multiple diseases and issues, but in the end... It was pneumonia that finished him off. So he had severe diabetes, he had um, an enlarged heart, he was dealing with dementia and motor neuron disease, but actually he got pneumonia and it was the pneumonia that killed him. So pneumonia finished him off. Here's an example sentence that's slightly different. Let's finish him off. We can't risk him telling the cops what he saw. That was my best perpetrator voice, my best criminal voice. There we go. Okay, so <laughs> let's revisit those five from today. We had the noun perpetrator, perpetrator, someone who commits a crime or a violent and harmful act. We had the noun tyrant, someone with authority who has power over others and they use it unfairly. We have the verb utter. To utter is to say something or make a sound with your voice. We had the adjective ruthless. 
ruthless, to be cruel. And we had the phrasal verb finish off, which is to kill someone or something, especially after they've been injured or they are already unwell. Okay, so let's now do this for pronunciation. If you are alone and you're happy to speak out loud, then please do repeat after me. Perpetrator. Tyrant. Utter. Ruthless. Finish off. Excellent. Now let's bring everything together in a bigger section of text. I would normally call this a story, but it's not so much a story, more like commentary. But anyway, let's bring them all together. Let's go. Throughout history, we have seen our fair share of tyrants. From Attila the Hun to Queen Mary I to Adolf Hitler. There has always been someone in the spotlight for their crimes against humanity. Let's take Queen Mary I, a.k.a. Bloody Mary, as an example. As the only child of King Henry VIII and Catherine of Aragon, Mary I became Queen of England in 1553. She soon brought back Catholicism after previous rulers championed the Protestant church. And she ensured it was the main religion followed by all. Over her reign, she targeted hundreds of Protestants, those who were perpetrators to her rules and the religion of the country. People were burned at the stake and it was these ruthless acts that earned her the nickname Bloody Mary. It makes you wonder, why do people think they have to be ruthless to succeed? As far as I am concerned, there are two ways to succeed. You elevate yourself by tearing down others or by lifting everyone up with you. Surely it's much better to do the latter. Queen Mary could have chosen compassion, acceptance and even education rather than simply finishing off all who held a different viewpoint to her. Imagine being so ruthless that people cower at the sight of you and wouldn't dare utter a word to you in case they say the wrong thing. That existence would be a lonely one for sure. If you were the leader of a country with unlimited power at your fingertips, would you be a tyrant? Or a leader of the people? For the people? And that brings us to the end of the episode. Did you spot all the words and phrases in that little piece of commentary? I do hope so. If you're a Plus member then we send you the previous week's transcripts and word lists. And if you are a Plus member, I recommend that you sit down and listen with the transcript up in front of you and that you highlight the words and phrases that you've been introduced to. If you're not a Plus member, but you'd like to get more out of your listening experience, you'd like to access additional episodes and transcripts for the previous week's episodes, 
then you can become a Plus member and we would greatly welcome you because your support helps this podcast to continue and grow. You can become a Plus member by clicking on the link in the show notes. Until next time, take very good care and goodbye.